What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. So this week was crazy. I had to actually write myself a note this week. Um, I received some very disappointing news. And the news for me was disappointing on a lot of different levels. My first reaction was really to reflect on the actions and the behaviors of the other people involved. I I started thinking about like trends and behaviors, things that they said, the people that were influencing them. I started to think about all of these things in relation to the other people involved. But then it occurred to me that a little self-reflection was necessary. Because if people are disappointing me regularly, early and often, it could possibly be because I've created a, a set of unrealistic expectations or maybe even I have these unexpectations that I've, these, these expectations that I've never really articulated to the other people. Or even worse, like I've curated these relationships on false premises. Maybe the narratives that I've created around these interactions are based on imagination or what I think friendships or relationships should be. And there's really no merit to those ideas. So I really had to ask myself to think about how I might be setting myself up for failure or disappointment. And in the process of doing that, I really had to take a deep dive into what parts of my life and my experience have led me to develop false expectations for other people. So I had to take some look at my childhood and the friendships that I have had. And I also had to think through my ability to really meet people where they are. And if rather than meeting people where they are, I've been trying to put them in places so that I feel more comfortable or safe or loved or valued. The other thing I was thinking about is how do I wrestle with disappointments in the healthiest way possible so that disappointments don't in some way become a tool, but I use to hurt myself and to hurt other people. And so a lot of things came to the surface for me. And some of those things are really difficult to swallow. For instance, I had to be honest with myself about some of the stories that I tell where I give people credit for things that they have not done for the sake 
of sustaining relationships. I've at times credited people for mentorship, even though they're not mentors. Or some of the people who have been most harmful in reconciliation, I've credited them with aspects of my success or the success of systems for the purpose of reconciliation. And it may be valuable to them in the spirit of reconciliation, but it's harmful to me because I'm not being authentic or realistic or truthful in my storytelling because I'm trying to protect or sustain something that is not real. I hope that makes sense. Because in my space of honesty with myself, I realized that I am responsible for what I have been making other people responsible for. And so the work is not something that I have to reassign to other people, but it's work that I have to assign to myself so that I respond differently in the future to things that are seemingly disappointing. So let me tell you what I wrote down to myself to affirm what I have just told you. Here's what I wrote. If someone doesn't value you enough to include you in their life, you don't need to do anything. You can't fix everything. Don't force people to prioritize you. If it's their life, they don't have to get my input. If they do, that's a gift that they are giving to me. I am not going to help other people disappoint me. I will model how I want to be prioritized. I'll say no when I can't do it and when I don't want to do it. Setting boundaries doesn't make me a bad person.
it just makes me a boundary setter. These are the ways that I acknowledge the role that I play in disappointing myself or setting myself up for disappointment. And I think it's critical. I think the self-reflection is critical. I want to leave you with something in the Word of God that really stood out to me. Jesus knows that his life is coming to an end. And so the Bible says that he gives himself space to pray. And even though he's with his disciples, he pulls two or three of them to the side to share moments of intimacy with him in prayer. But the Bible says that when Jesus goes to pray, he realizes that the disciples are asleep. And each of the times that he returns to check on the status of the disciples, he realizes that they are asleep. The scripture says that they were tired. And I think that that's beautiful because in this scripture alone, Jesus demonstrates for those of us who follow him how important it is to live outside of the influence of disappointment. Yes, I'm certain that Jesus was disappointed with his disciples because he had high expectations for them. But those were expectations that they could not meet. And so eventually Jesus would release them to sleep. Right? He released them to sleep. He realized that it was counterproductive for him to assume or to believe that his disciples would stay awake with him while he prayed. And so he gives them the permission to sleep. And that really touched my heart and my mind because sometimes we hold people hostage to our expectations. And when they don't meet our expectations, we discount their loyalty and their friendship and their commitment to us. But really, they're just living out their capacity. Jesus' disciples were tired. They could not understand the space in his life. They did not have all the information. They had to, to, it had to be revealed to them. And it's not to say that had they had Jesus revealed his destiny to them right away, that they would have stayed awake, stayed awake with him to pray. We don't know that. But what we do know is that three times Jesus returned and he learns after a while that it doesn't make sense for me to wait for the disciples to wake up because they're not, because they're tired. Therefore, I realign my expectations for them for their sake and for mine. 
And I think that that's what God is asking us to do. That's what God was pulling on my heart to do today. And it was almost like he was saying that you are doing the opposite of what Jesus did. You are praying and you're coming back to see that your close friends have fallen asleep and you're giving them a speech about how they should have stayed awake with you and how much it would have meant to you and how people who are your real friends stay awake. And ultimately they don't have the capacity to meet your expectations. Not all of them. They can only be who they are. The thing that I love about this experience is that God wasn't, God didn't leave his son Jesus alone, even though he felt alone because his disciples were fast asleep. But God manifested his presence for Jesus even in his darkest, loneliest hour. And I believe wholeheartedly that he'll do the same for us. And so I want to pray. And I want to pray that if you are listening, you have the courage to realign your expectations of other people for the sake of your own mental and spiritual health and well-being. Father, I'm praying now that those who are listening will be touched by what I've shared, Father God, and would be encouraged, Father God, and edified to do what you have called them to do. I pray, Father God, that you would give them courage to walk unapologetically in forgiveness and reconciliation and grace. And I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Were you blessed by this episode? Do you think it would bless someone else? It would really bless me if you share this episode with someone who you know needs assurance of God's promises. Also, i love it if you subscribe to my podcast, Season with Salt, and wrote a review. This helps us to spread the gospel even farther through podcasting. Thank you so much for listening, and remember what God's Word says in Colossians 4 and 6. Let your word be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Have a great week.